0: Welcome to The Teacher's Podcast, in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. How many military families do you serve at your school? If you work in a school where the answer is none... It may well be a subject that isn't really on your radar. But my guest today, Louise Fettigan, is a founder of a charity called Little Troopers. And one of their key projects is their at-school project, which provides teachers and educational professionals with the information and easily accessible resources to help support the unique needs of service children in school. Now, the project has been running successfully for four years, And the charity works closely alongside teachers, educational psychologists, behavioural therapists and play therapists to create the resources. So Louise actually joined the army herself as a teenager and her husband continues to serve now. And she was inspired to create the charity in 2011 to help her own daughter, who was struggling with her dad being in the army as she was the only service child in school. And, you know, Louise didn't know where to turn for help. This is a unique episode it was eye-opening it was great just to bring to the forefront something that maybe not that many people know about so I really hope you enjoy it and that you learn a lot Louise thank you so much for joining me on the teachers podcast today Thank you for having me so we've we've kind of already started the podcast but didn't record it because we were just getting too deep into conversation so <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to bring some of that now. But how would you explain Little Troopers to teachers who have never heard of it before?
1: Um, so, Little Troopers is a charity that supports all children with one or both parents serving in the British Armed Forces so I served in the British Army myself, my husband is still serving in the British Army and we've got a daughter Madison who this year has gone off to university Um, and I founded the charity 10 years ago um, because Afghan and Iraq was happening and it was really clear that my daughter was struggling and she just, um, there was nothing out there military specific um, and that was the birth of little troopers the charity fast forward 10 years to where we are today and there's um, a whole host of resources, projects and initiatives um, to support the British Armed Forces community Um, and one of those projects is Little Troopers at School um, which was started three, four years ago now where it became really evident that there were some schools that just didn't understand um, the unique you know, challenges, the daily unique challenges that military children um, were facing. There's over 70,000 military children in education across the UK, um, and they do experience slightly different things to their civilian peers, um, whether that's moving home frequently, moving school frequently. Mom and dad, um, you know, maybe deploying, you know, the Navy can be away for 10 months at a time, you know, these really long periods of separation that happen really frequently. Um, so yeah, so it was, you know, what do those unique challenges look like? And, you know, let's provide some real tangible, specific resources for education settings to utilise to help support those unique challenges. We wanted to make it really easy for teachers and schools to have really well thought out, planned resources that could make an immediate impact on the life of a military child in education. Um, And it's about educating the educator. That really is what Mm -hmm. Little Troopers at School is about. Um, The military community is, you know, an unknown for many um but those unique challenges can impact military children so their behaviors might be slightly differently um you know in school if they're going through some of those things and we wanted to marry up what teachers understood and what military children were going through so um you know that was better understood in schools
0: yeah no I love this and we we talked about this before didn't we about how you know you can be in one school and and have no idea about so many things out there Um, and that's why I love on the podcast that we can just sort of everyone broaden our knowledge whether um, you know you need to sort of whether you need to know or not if that makes sense I think it's really helpful for everybody because I guess and um, you know I I could be wrong but you know you've talked about uh, parents being away for long periods of time you know when when things happen in children's lives like i don't know say parents separate or something like that then a teacher hopefully will know about it and it's one incident it's not a continuous incident happening happening over and over again in different circumstances do you so know what was it really was confusing it's really
1: interesting and I was listening to some of your recent podcasts on trauma and I think um they really resonated with mm. um you know what military children go through and I think the reality um is something that is really important to um portray and to show people the reality of military life so it could be that mum or dad is going away for a long period of time communication for submariners that's non-existent so if you've got a child with a mum or dad that is a submariner they have no communication they have a 60 word family gram once a week so if you think you've got mum and three children the boiler's broken you know child's got Mm. star of the week that they want to tell their parent you know, and, you know, lots has gone, 60 words, that's all you can send, and then they can return 60 words in the family gram, you know, so it's things like that, that we're not, all facetiming i know it's 2021 Mm. but for security and all those other things often when military personnel go away from home that communication is limited and sporadic so you might have Mm. a child that hasn't spoken to their parent for 10 days nothing not a dicky bird that's a really long time in a six or seven year old's life you know um and it's the same about like you were saying um You know, I believe, you know, I'm a military family. My husband's been to war multiple times. Anybody could hang on really tight and get through one six month deployment. It would be difficult Mm. and it would be really hard, but you'd kind of scrape through and out the other end
0: like we've all done with the pandemic exactly
1: it's traumatic but and it's difficult and you have to dig deep but you do kind of get through and out the other side the difference you know there's an end exactly the difference with military life and what military children are going through is that it's repeated and sometimes concurrent you know often it's kind of um you know they're away they come back for a little bit then it's away again and it's those repeated and concurrent situations and often the parent at home home is you know potentially juggling lots of things so it becomes quite stressful in the home there's just lots of variables and Mm -hmm. i think um it's so important to us as a charity that education settings it's just on the radar that if you have a Mm -hmm. military family and they've identified to you that they're from a british armed forces family that we're understanding that there's lots of things going on that you know it's a whole patchwork of military life you know they often move home and move school friendships are difficult because they're coming and going and you've got this kind of separation at home happening as well there's a lot going on
0: yeah and I guess as well you know just thinking about the reality of what that would mean because you know we all always like to sort of put ourselves in someone else's shoes don't we it's also I guess whatever home life looks like because the parent that's at home will be struggling too and that will make it harder to just manage family life and and what that means for the children when 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 that parent's struggling as well we yeah, can't absolutely we can't be perfect can we do you so I mean?
1: if that child is maybe 11 12 older teenager our little troopers at school project is primary and secondary that child sometimes feels they need to step up and they take on a lot of the responsibility maybe it's dad that's deployed and mum's at home and you know they're sort of 12, 13 maybe, they're taking on that responsibility and that's stressful, not that anyone's asked them Mm. to or expects them to at all, but they feel that and I think that's something that we need to be aware of as well is that they, you know... There's just so much that military children um, have to navigate as well as all the real, you know, daily life stuff that every child has to, you know, if you think about the pandemic, um, you know, we had lots of military parents deployed. And there was a pandemic going on. So military children really struggled because they were not only dealing with the pandemic and not being at school and, you know, no normality, but they also had a parent away. There was lots of parents that had to go really short notice to do COVID bits and pieces. So, yeah, mm. it's kind of they have to deal with everything every child's dealing with and also this extra layer of complexity.
0: Yeah. And, and also, I think it's it's about long term effects that, that we that we don't know, that, that some of these children, I guess, will have to deal with as adults. So as actually you know somebody, and um, they're not from a military family, but they've definitely felt the need as, as an older child to step up, just like you say. And I know that as an adult, that's something that they're trying to work through now, that kind of resentment of that. So it's it's so interesting, and it's, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because there isn't an answer, but I guess a strong awareness is so important.
1: Yeah, I think awareness is really important and there's definite pros and cons. We've just done a podcast ourselves called Squad and that was with secondary age. So that was with kids sort of 14 to 18 and um, really talking about their military journey through education, you know, because so many military children. You know, my daughter has just started university, but she's been to nine schools um, in different counties, different systems, different curriculums. She moved mid GCSEs, which was, you know, so difficult um but actually across the podcast and speaking directly to these military teens um there's definite pros and cons you know they gain mm. great qualities from being able to go into a classroom over and over again and be the new person isn't always Mm. easy, but it does equip you well as you start university and become a young adult. And, you know, and it was really interesting to hear some of those qualities that they felt they'd gained from being part of a military family, definitely in terms of making friends, being able to talk to people, um, you know, not being shy, that kind of thing. But obviously there was negatives that they felt and a lot of them was like I'm never marrying anyone in the military I'm never joining the military but then you had others that were like I really want to be a pilot you know my dad's in the RAF so there was definite pros and cons that these children by the time they'd got to 18 or nearing 18 um, they felt that military life had equipped them really well but obviously they recognized that it was a patchwork and it made them who they are good and bad
0: yeah oh, i love i love about looking for the positives because this is a thing you know things that happen in our life shape us don't they and even even the stuff that we look back and you know don't think of fondly they, they shape us uh, as well as the the stuff that we do think of fondly as well so okay so we know that there's at least seventy thousand service children in schools in england um you know but what is it um that we need to be providing for these children uh, to give them more support
1: So I think first and foremost, it's that awareness that we spoke about. It's just having it on your radar in that there may be military children coming into your education setting, sometimes for really short periods of time because then they get posted again and they have to move again. Or you might have a military child that um, is living unaccompanied. So that's a that's a term that is becoming more and more. Recognized, it's where um, a military family chooses to buy a home or whatever and settle in one place, and the service person goes away to work. So they work away Monday to Friday, and then they come home at the weekends. And then they may deploy as well. So you've got a lot of repeated separation there that the child's experiencing. So um, there's there's lots of variables. So again, it's awareness that a like sort of really being. Um, Aware that you may have military children. Um, in England, there's the service pupil premium, so um that is a government fund. Um, so it's £310 per military child per annum that every school um, can apply for from the government. Um, as a charity, it's really important to us that schools understand that fund and spend it appropriately. It's for pastoral support due to their unique challenges of being part of a military family. Um, so It really is about spending that premium correctly, not lumping it in with pupil premium. It's completely different for completely different needs and completely different amounts, Um, you know, my daughter went to one school and they were giving her free school meals and she's like no my dad's in the military and it's just about understanding yes there is a government fund for military children in education settings in england um but it's for pastoral support let's let's really recognize that there are two different groups and let's spend that and little troopers is really helping to use it isn't it Yeah, and understanding that you can have an impact i think you know, a lot of schools say, well, we've only got one military child, so the premium is only £300. What can we, you know, £310, what can we do with that that will really make a difference? And as a charity, we want to really shout from the rooftops, you can beneficially impact a military child in your education setting with that small amount and love and energy and just a little bit of... um Know care, you can really benefit their life. Be that having a couple of books in the school library about military life, and be that just you know, once a month taking that child for half an hour and just sort of saying, Tell me what's going on at home, like is mum and dad at home at the moment? You know, and just understanding what's going on for that military child so they can be best supported in the education setting. Um, And bringing those military children together is really important as well. If you do have a group of military children. They won't necessarily know each other just because they're from the military community, but they all share Mm -hmm. very similar, you know, circumstances and they can gain so much from being together. And we were at a school last week working with some year sevens, um, and we brought them together. Obviously, they've only been in school since September, so they didn't know each other. And it was just so lovely. Them going, I didn't know your dad was in the army as well. And, oh, I sit next to her in maths, but I didn't know that her dad was in the army. Now we can talk about it. You know, that was so special that, yeah. um, you know, they didn't realise that they had something in common because it's just not something that kids talk about, I guess, unless we're engineering that. Mm.
0: Could it ever happen then where both parents are away at the same time
1: yeah that obviously does happen we were a dual serving family so I was serving and my husband was serving at the same time and we had a daughter you know um that's not easy there's lots of dual serving families out there how
0: does that even work
1: well they might not be in the same service so you might have one parent in the RAF and one parent in the navy you know we absolutely have heard from families where children have to live with grandparents for a period of time because both parents you know are serving overseas or whatever it may be you absolutely could have that scenario in your education setting where you could have a pupil that have both parents away at the same time and they obviously need support Um, and I think the military tries where possible for that not to be commonplace because that's really difficult Um, Mm. but it does happen of course it does and you know and that does need really you know real support
0: in school yeah yeah and, and and really understanding the situation as well so why are you so passionate then cuz it's really obvious that, that you're so passionate which is so lovely to see but why are you so passionate about getting support um for children and celebrating children from military families as well
1: obviously i'm part of a military family i joined the army myself when i was a teenager off i trotted um much to my mum's dis may um i i joined the military and i went to kosovo and i had some great experiences and my husband's still serving and we have our daughter um in particular little troopers at school why i was so passionate to bring this project to fruition and why it really has been a project that we you know as a charity have invested so much time in over the last few years is because my daughter as i said she's 18 um she's gone to university this year and I have watched her go through all different scenarios from um, moving regularly. She went to, you know, just as a good scenario, To sort of highlight, she went to a primary school and did year six, then she went to a secondary school to do year seven, but then we got posted to a middle middle school area, so then she did year eight in a middle school, then she did year nine in an upper school, then we got posted again, so she went back to a secondary school, you know, and when you write that on paper, everyone's like, oh my goodness, but actually... Mm in real time, there was no support. No one understood it. No, everyone was like, what is going on? Why has she been to so many schools? Why has she been through so many different school? You know, as a military family, you get told where you're going. Sometimes with a bit of notice, sometimes with not a lot of notice. You pack your stuff into a removal van. You don't know the house you're going to. You definitely don't know the school. Sometimes you can't easily get into a school. You know, these are the realities, and I was seeing it firsthand, and then also seeing firsthand the impact that was having on my daughter. Schools mm. just. Did not understand military movements and changes and there was nothing out there to support. Um, you know, just the UCAS application process that my daughter's just gone through. My daughter was born in Germany because that's where we were at the time and UCAS could not recognize that. They were asking her for visas. They were asking her wow. for you know, proof of residence. And she's like, but I'm British. I was born under British forces, Germany. So she's got British passport, British birth certificate. It's just under the military bubble could i'll oh, just put you were born in the uk and she was like but i wasn't that's part of my identity and i think this is something that i'm passionate about is military mm. children are often proud of the fact that they're in a british armed forces family and it is a patchwork it makes them who they are so if we're then saying oh don't worry put that you were born in we're we're taking their identity away from them you know yeah. and that's not okay like we need as a as a society we need to recognize British Armed Forces children recognize what they're going through and you know in the end she had to put that she was born in the UK for UCAS to accept her application and for to her to go on the university journey but I, that really affected her she didn't like it and you know she mm. and I think it's those type of things that make me passionate is that I've found, seen firsthand what misunderstanding and the impact that can have.
0: I suppose in some ways like I see that as something if that was me I'd see that as something quite special about me she loves it that loves that's it. then been taken away yeah exactly that exactly that and
1: you know another thing that I plead anybody listening from an education setting if you do have a new child come in the school that you know is military never say and where are you from because military children are not from anywhere they might be born in Germany lived in America they might have lived up in North Yorkshire and then got posted down to Colchester you know and their identity comes from their family unit and their existence in the military community often they're not you know my daughter's not from anywhere she's lived all over the world in many places often for just two years at a time so it's really important that that we recognise that the identity of a military child and their timeline of military life is going to look different to their civilian Mm. peers.
0: So a question for you then, because um, when I was teaching, I mean, I don't know, I I don't think I ever came into contact with... Well, actually, I probably did because I was uh, a supply teacher and I did lots of supply, but like we've just talked about, I wouldn't have known. Um, So how could a teacher ask to show an interest in the child's journey without saying... So, where are you from? Like, what's the right question to ask? Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, where in the world have you lived? That's really important. How many houses have you lived in? That's always a good kind of icebreaker because kids will always, you know, we did that with the year sevens last week when we were working with them. We were doing some filming for Little Troopers at School. And, you know, a really good icebreaker is right, you know, how many houses have you lived in? You know, what countries have you lived in? And they'll always be like, oh, I remember this house with awful curtains where we live you know because again military housing is difficult they can't decorate their bedrooms you know that kind of thing so yeah really really interesting but I would definitely say how many houses have you lived in where have you lived and how many schools have you been to are really great questions to ask because that is what gives them their identity like they will really know the answers to those questions and really be able to inform you and feel good about it
0: yeah yeah and it's and I suppose for the teacher's point of view as well it's about being able to be interested in the right way yeah absolutely and terminology
1: is really really important you know a lot of you know we've got lots on our website loads of just free downloadable resources for schools and stuff and one of them is terminology because they will use the words like posting, deployment, um, all those kind of things, quite military specific terminology um, that the child will just think is really normal and everybody knows what it means but the reality is that not every teacher will have had any connection to the military ever and we you know little troopers feels it's our job to help schools to navigate that
0: yeah which i think is amazing work so you're a teacher and you're listening um what three actionable steps can you share for teachers to to get more information on how they can support and celebrate military families especially if they have military families in their schools
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are three definite things that you can do. One is really communicate with your families. Um, The only consistent in military life is inconsistency. Like change is just so normal um, for a military family and you know, quick change. Oh, you're moving in six weeks to the other end of the country. That is like a really normal scenario. So I think it's communicating to your families and also letting them know that you really welcome information in. So again, we've got loads of downloadable resources where we like really easy, colourful forms, for want of a better word, that we really advocate schools having reception or whatever and it's just about tell us about what's going on you know and putting something on your school newsletter if you're a military family please do let us know please do tell us what's going on so we can best support your child I think communication is really good but families need to know that you want to know that information Do you see what I mean? So just, yes, we welcome your information if you're a military family, I think is really, really important. So then if there is separation happening, deployment happening, a move happening, you know, that that you're sort of switched on to that and you can support it if there is any changes in behaviour in the classroom. Um, Explore Little Troopers at School, the website, um, littletroopers.net. There's a whole at school section and there is... So many resources that we've created. They're all tangible. They can all be printed. If you're just thinking, oh, I just want some activity sheets, if you we've got a two hour workshop, which is a great way to bring your military children together, it's all free. Um, there's wellbeing course templates, primary and secondary, resource packs, primary and secondary, forces life club. Um, we really advocate schools, have a forces life club, and there's all the sessions that have been created by educational psychologists and teachers and mindfulness experts. We've worked with some absolutely great people to just do loads of planning for schools to enable you Mm. to just go on the website get some resources and bring them into the school day and it can also be with civilian children as well you know it's not just if you just want to raise awareness across the school there's lots to do that Um, and bring your military children together would be the third one as I said we really really love it when schools have a little troopers club forces life club whatever you'd like to call it um maybe that's just once a month after school or lunchtime whatever that may be that there's an opportunity for your military children to all come together and do some craft we've got crafty little troopers sheets on our website which are some military um crafts that schools can do or you might want to do some mindfulness stuff around some emotions they're feeling so yeah so communication explore little troopers at school and um, bring your military children together
0: oh thank you what amazing amazing tips there and I think you know you mentioned something really important there it's not just so obviously it's great to bring the children together so that they can talk to each other about their own experiences but it's not just about educating the educators you mentioned about other children in school Knowing and imagine if you know, imagine if you made a really great friend who has no idea and doesn't understand your family life, that's really important, yeah, really important.
1: absolutely. And you know, I speak at lots of conferences and stuff. And one thing that I always start with often is if it's primary, is about early years and the role play area and the dressing up, you know, the role play outfits that are available because very often there's no military representation in there and there's a police person's outfit fire person's outfit you know nurses doctors all that kind of thing but no military representation and it's why why is that why are we not including the british armed forces we definitely don't have to have guns or anything like that and that's what this educate the educator piece is about you can join the military as a vet or a dental nurse all these great engineering you know loads of different roles so it's about us Absolutely, as you said, a wider sense of inclusion and awareness. And let's have those outfits in early years. Let's use some Little Troopers resources for the whole school. Let's have an assembly about military life. Maybe get a a local base to come in and and talk a little bit. They're always welcome to that. And have an assembly at Armed Forces Day. You know, I think it is about that, and it's also about supporting. You know, it was really interesting what you just said about, um, say, a military child and a civilian child become the best of buddies. Well, the military child might, with short notice, be posted away. And then you do Mm -hmm. have to manage the 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 civilian child lost their best friend at short notice because they got posted and i think that needs managing and understanding and recognizing as well um we do have something called little troopers letters which i'd also like to quickly highlight because that's free and that is for that exact scenario where we send the school or the parent a pack letter writing packs there's two in there one for the child who's moving away and one to give their little best buddy. And they can Aww. stay in touch with writing and there's stickers and loads of fun stuff in there. But it enables them to stay friends even though they've had to be posted for military reasons. So, yeah, I think there's, there's lots of things to consider.
0: I feel like we've ended the podcast on a bit of a tearing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, it's interesting because actually in that scenario as well, children need encouragement. Um, It's one of those things where they're not going to do it unless they're encouraged to do it. Um, I mean, yeah, they might write a letter, but depending on their age, they're not necessarily going to be able to send it. And it is really easy for children's friendships to break down. You know, they don't have access to phones yet and, and this kind of thing. And think about that from my own childhood. You know, I just lost touch with people and didn't really know how to... Well, I don't even know how to get in touch now you know and it's it's and
1: if you think not, you know not helpful I wasn't a military child um so my friends now you know at my age just I- girls I went to school with still so they've been in my life a really long time like my daughter's never going to have that because she moved every two years for her whole life so you've constantly got this change in friendships and there's quality good qualities that come from that and others is that 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 you don't have those consistent friendships so anything we can do in schools or at home to promote them continuing is important for all children
0: yeah yeah no I absolutely agree Cool, so how can we how can we find out more about you?
1: So really easy, Littletroopers.net is our website and as I say we've got an at school section. Um where we really welcome schools come find download utilize all the resources available we have a little troopers at school teachers facebook group which is really active it's just for education professionals if they want to ask a question about a military child in their school or the service people premium or whatever we've got a school specific newsletter that goes out every month full of information ways you can support military children in your school there's just loads going on we've got our squad the podcast which is all about military teens in education settings so again that's a great listen if you want to utilize it with a bunch of teens at school or listen yourself to understand better um some of those did get me a little bit teary um because they're really sharing you know they're teenagers so they were sort of seven when iraq and afghan and some of their memories of having a parent in war has really shaped who they are today so i think that's Mm. a great listen if you're a secondary teacher and you think you might have military children in your school so yeah come and find us i really hope we can help loads of you support the education
0: of military children yeah oh that's fantastic thank you so much um Can you let me know what your Facebook page is? Because I don't have it here and I'll make sure that it's on the show notes because I think that will be so valuable. Like we have a number of Facebook groups ourselves and teachers, you know, do utilize facebook groups and and get support there so that would be brilliant i just want to say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and and bringing so much knowledge that we don't know and that's just one thing oh
1: absolute pleasure obviously it's my life i'm living and breathing this military life um so if i can help raise awareness anywhere and obviously um highlight how little troopers can help i love doing that super thank you so much thank you Thank you for listening. The Teacher's Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high-quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.